Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries, great to be with you today. I want to begin with an article that maybe you are familiar with, maybe you have already heard. So just a couple of thoughts real quick for the early birds that catch the worm today. And I want to begin with Natural News, Mike Adams. He brought something forward, and I thought it was very, very good. And we need to just read just a little bit about what he was saying He said that the food riots of 2022 have already begun. They will spread to the USA. Food riots have already begun in Iraq. Lebanon has announced rationing of wheat. Ukraine has halted all exports of most grains, while Russia has halted exports of fertilizer and many sources of natural gas. The world is being plunged into an engineered global starvation scenario. That's really important to hear it that way, an engineered global starvation scenario. And in North America, we only have a few months of abundant food 
still in the supply line. Agricultural experts have told me the May and June crop yield reports for 2022 will be catastrophic. By July, it will become obvious to even the deniers that food availability, even in America, is severely hampered. Empty shelves will plague U.S. grocery retailers throughout the second half of this year. Today, uh, we're going to talk more about that. I want to go to another article that I have to read off of my yellow phone. You know what the yellow phone is. So uh, let me get into this right now, the yellow phone, and say good morning to our dear friend Phil is with us today. Um, So here is an article from the Epic Times or the Epoch Times, and this is basically um, a a story about, and I want to make sure I have the right one here, um, what's happening with our, you know what, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. It is uh, basically the Farmers of America wanting to tell the American population that we're not the ones that are raising the prices. This particular article talked about the uh, three times the cost for fertilizer, uh, the rising fuel prices for diesel, which fills up their tractors and the trucks to bring it to the, you know, the warehouses and then ultimately get it to the stores. So there's a major problem with uh, the prices that are going up. This is consistent with the black horse rider. Don't forget that. We are looking through a biblical lens at the signs of the times. Now, I heard something from the Spirit of God today. I wrote it down. I want to share it with us today. You be the judge of what we're going to say. And uh, I woke up this morning, you know, wondering about a lot of things in the quiet and still of the morning and thinking about where we are, how we got here, and um, all that good stuff. And wondered if, you know, we were on track, which I think is super important that we're all on track, especially doing what we do. And I realized the world that we live in is so different than it was just a couple of years ago. Uh, We live particularly, you know, it was a different world in 9-11-2001. Everything shifted and changed. And we just went to 2020 and everything shifted and changed again. And we live in a different world. It's a very unusual world. And the things that we were talking about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, um, are now become reality. And now the projection, now that there's a lot of awakened people that are getting on board and they're shouting out uh, to the times that we live in, um, their projections are even dire, more dire Um, than they've ever imagined. They cannot believe, the majority of people that are now awake can't believe that we are where we are. And so there's a rush to get the message out. But remember, the message has to be biblical. The message has to come from the word of God. There has to be a very clear understanding of why we are where we are right now. And as Patricia and I were talking about things this morning, the bottom line, the reality is judgment. It is the righteous judgment of God. And I want to show you in the word of God what I'm referring to when we talk about the judgment of God. <clears throat> this gives us a clear understanding of what we need to be doing. So I have a couple of scriptures, and I want to ask you a question before I read them. And I know you already know the answer, and I, I think we're in total agreement for the most part. You're out there today. You're listening to this broadcast. You've got a whole day ahead of you. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. I think it's awesome that we could befriend one another in this manner. 
and um, have this communication. I was thinking about Mike and Shirley in Texas today. I don't know if they're online or not, but uh, just thinking about you guys and the Lord's great blessing upon you uh, just because, you know, you're, you're faithful friends. You come to Northwest Arkansas. You hang out with us for, you know, as much time as you can, and uh, we enjoy your presence and chatting and thinking about my friends Ken and Kathy up in South Dakota and Pastor Melissa Fletcher and Chad up in South Dakota and their ministry and I'm just thinking about what the days ahead are going to be for all of us and what it's going to mean. Obviously, I'm thinking about our New Wine Ministry family today, all of our friends and family, the people that God has knit together uh, by his spirit in our hearts, being knit together by the spirit of the Lord. And uh, what, a, what a beautiful union that God has created in the ecclesia. Even though there are many tears in the fabric of what we call the church today, there are these certain areas, these quilts, if you will, uh, these particular parts of the entirety that are truly knit together. And I foresee a day where God is going to put it all together. He's going to bring it all together, this part from over here, this part from over here, and he's going to bring it together. One of the great uh, opportunities we have of coming together, of course, is when we celebrate the Feast of the Lord. Uh, we love doing that. And uh, while it's a little bit of a laborious thing to do, I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, there are reasons for it being good and right, and we got to make sure that our reasons for it are good. So uh, we're going to get into a little bit of that. Our next great gathering together feast is going to be April 14th to the 21st. And we've got it all lined up what we're going to do. And that is uh, on Thursday, April 14th, we're going to have our Messianic Jewish brother in Christ, uh, Paul, is going to be leading a Seder meal, the complete and total Seder meal. Telling the story. That's what a Seder meal is. That is what Moses and the children of Israel were doing the night before they went out of Egypt. They ate with their shoes on their feet, their staff in their hand, their loins were girded, and there were certain herbs and things that they did. And so this is the retelling of the story, which God said throughout their generations they should do. And so we love the things that God gave kind of eternal uh, thought to, and the feasts of the Lord are super important. So uh, Brother Paul is going to be leading a Seder meal Thursday. There's going to be a full-blown dinner. Uh, we have a few other things that we will be doing on that evening that we're going to hold in reserve. So, <coughs> excuse me, make sure you put on your calendar to be nice and rested all day Wednesday, Thursday, if you can. And, and come Thursday night, we're going to be over in Bella Vista at our worship center, and we are going to enjoy a Seder meal, then a full-blown meal, and then a few other things that we're going to be doing that night. And then Friday night, we're going to gather again on the 15th. We're going to have a guest speaker. Saturday, same thing. Sunday, same thing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, we will wrap it up. So we're just going to have a week of gathering together, breaking bread, having some messages imparted to us, sharing the whole Passover theme the value of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and what it means to us today, the intrinsic value of these feasts, not just the external obligatory outward things, but how the Passover Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world has deep spiritual meaning to us. We are not a group of people that are considered to be Messianic Jews. We are not. We are Christians and followers and believers of the Messiah, Yeshua, we love the Feast of the Lord because they're the Father's Feast. He shared them with Israel first. He shares them with you and I. Well, actually, he shared them with mankind before he did Israel. 
He shared them because Adam and Cain and Abel were all participating in the feast of the Lord. We have that evidence. So anyways, we're looking forward to the feast and the gathering together and the symbology that is connected to the feast of the Lord, that come out of her, my people, go leave Egypt, get into the wilderness. There's going to be a lot of conversation. And in the atmosphere that we're in right now, it's very interesting. And again, remember, April 2nd begins the first day of the first month of a brand new year, which will be 5782. And then if you add the 220 missing years that we talked about, we're getting ourselves into the year 6002 which is very significant. But again, nobody knows the accuracy of time like God does, but we know we're in the ballpark. So we may not know the day or the hour, but we know the times and the seasons. Okay. So we're in a season right now where we believe that a massive grand transition is about to take place. And God is bringing his people to the edge of a river of transformation or to a Red Sea moment. And we know we're going to have to go through something to get to the other side. And so we're looking forward to that. We believe the other side of this great tribulation, which we have to go through, is going to be the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just believe it. You know, we just absolutely believe that we are the generation that's going to be the eyewitness of the coming of the Lord Jesus. And when he comes in the clouds, he's going to send his angels, the trumpet's going to sound, the shout is going to go, and the dead in Christ are going to rise. And we who are alive and remaining are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air if we really belong to him. If we are the bone of his bone, the flesh of his flesh. If we're true, we're going to go and we're going to be changed in a moment. And that's how we're going to be translated because we're going to have brand new molecules and cells and all kinds of brand new body stuff. You know, those alive and remaining will be changed in a moment and will be caught up in the air, right? So. Uh, That happens in this twinkling of an eye scenario with the dead rising. So we're looking forward to the other side of the transition. But right now we're standing at the point on one side and we have to go through. And the thing that we we are preparing to go through is the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. And that's why we talk about the things we do. And we witness the word of God. The signs of the times that are in the world today are written in the Bible Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, know that it's at the door. So when we read about famine, when we read about starvation and hunger and wars and rumors of wars, and we see pestilences and we see earthquakes and hurricanes and tsunamis and, you know, all these things that are happening around the world, to us, it is a sign. And it could have been a sign to every other generation before us, but surely our generation is unique that we have witnessed Israel, if you will, come back together in 1948. And the big question is, well, is that really Israel? Is that the Khazarian Mafia? Whoa, mamma mia, there's so much to find out about. But we have witnessed a nation that was scattered come back. And my goodness gracious, it's a sign. I really believe that 1948 was a beginning mark of a generation which lasts 70 years or 80 years. Israel in this May will be 73 brings us, I think, to like seven years left to the 80-year generation. That sounds familiar. Uh, But we also know that technology has exploded. We know that people are traveling all over the world. We know that evil men are waxing worse and worse. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled in the Old Testament and the New Testament, which quickens us as we look at uh, the global reality. The things that are happening are not independent or isolated. One time over here and a war over there. This is going global. It's all happening at the same time around the world, which makes it even more 
um, you know, incredible that we're living at this time. So to have any other thought other than getting through the great tribulation that the Bible promises will come and wake up on the other side of the second coming of the Lord to meet the Lord in the air and to be with the Lord while God pours out his wrath on the nations of the earth. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. Why not believe that? That's what the Bible actually refers to. That's what the Bible actually says. But the Bible says some other stuff, too. And it's according to the climate that we're in right now, right? We're talking about starvation and hunger and famine. And we're talking about an economic imbalance where there will be food on the shelves for a period of time, but the cost of that food will be so high, people will not be able to buy it, okay, which is going to create an atmosphere. We talked about that yesterday and the day before. But it's a little bit more intense. I want to tell you right now what God said in my spirit this morning, walking from the bedroom to the kitchen, spoke something to me, and he said it in these terms. I wrote it down. He said, the cords of this democracy, and then I was thinking, the cords of our democracy, the cords of the republic, the cords of our union, the United States of America. He said, the cords are broken. And he said, the seams, you know, if you have a shirt or something, you got seams to keep it all together. He said, the seams of the states are torn. The seams are torn. The cords are broken. The thing that bound us together, one nation under God, uh, the, the, the democracy, the republic, what we, what we, the constitution, the cords are broken. The seams are torn. And the seams that held the states together and the consequences, he said, America will now experience the consequences of a house divided. And we know that a house divided cannot stand. Now, we've heard these things before, and they are becoming reality. You saw a preview of a divided nation in 2020 and 2021, and still here. The fires are burning. All it needs is a little fuel, a little wind, a little breath, a little ignition. Somebody pull the switch, and you'll see more violence than you've ever seen ever, and you'll see more panic than you've ever seen. You'll see more chaos, more fear. You're going to get into an environment that's going to be spread all over this nation. I do believe what Brian and Kathy said yesterday concerning America being a targeted nation, that the target is on this nation by the global one world government to break the, 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 the contrary will of the people so that they could lasso the nation into a one world government. I do believe that's true. I believe America is targeted. And the reason why they're going to prevail is written all the way back at the beginning and I want to share it with you right now, just for a moment. Go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. And I'm going to look at verses 17 and 18. Now, obviously, this passage of Scripture is referring to what happened to Adam and Mrs. Adam when their cord of unity with the Father was broken when their seams were torn because of their disobedience and they were going to experience a house divided, the consequences of a house divided. And what was it? Well, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, it says, And unto Adam he said, this is God talking to Adam, after the cord had been broken, after the seams had been torn, after the division has been accomplished between God and his creation. 
Unto Adam he said, Because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Okay, so he's holding Adam responsible, although he said the woman you gave me, right? But he's holding Adam responsible for not keeping his commandment, regardless of what the wife had done. Okay, and he said this, Cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to you. And you shall eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face shall you eat bread till you return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. God cursed the ground, okay, so that there would take turmoil, sweat, labor, thorns, thistles, problems in the production of the earth that was supposed to bring forth food. But it gets a little bit more intense in Genesis chapter 4. In Genesis chapter 4, I want to begin in verse 11. Uh, Or let's go to verse 10. Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. And he said, this is God talking to Cain, who just murdered his brother. And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. Now, we know that Abel was innocent blood. Abel was innocent blood. Cain had shed innocent blood, and that innocent blood was crying out to God. God heard that innocent blood crying out to him. So God goes to Cain and said, what have you done? Your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. And now, God says in verse 11, art thou cursed from the earth? So now God's going to curse Cain. You are cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth. So the earth opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. So the earth is now drinking in innocent blood that you shed, God said to Cain. When you till the ground, all right, Cain, when you till the ground, when you work the ground, it shall not henceforth Yield unto you her strength. Ah, so the ground will no longer produce food for Cain. A fugitive and a vagabond shall you be in the earth. All right. So Cain now has shed innocent blood, and that innocent blood has brought an effect upon the earth that's supposed to produce food. For the people. And and the curse was the earth, because of that innocent blood, is not going to produce. Now, let's turn to Leviticus chapter 18. Leviticus chapter 18. And I just want to pick this up in verse 24. Leviticus 18, 24. This is what it says. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. For in all the th- all these the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. Now, 
What are those things? Let's go back just a little bit and let's look at verse 19. I mean, this is just going back a little bit. All right. We should probably read it all. Let's do it. Let's have a, let's have a little Bible study here. So let's go to Leviticus 18 and 1, and don't dare say right now, oh, that's under the law. Just wait a second. Let's take a look at this. Leviticus 18, 1, and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. After the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein you dwelt, okay, they used to live there, shall you not do. In other words, God simply saying to the Israeli people, don't do what they did in Egypt, okay? And after the doings of the land of Canaan, with the Canaanite nations, the heathen nations that were in the land of Canaan, whither I bring you, I'm going to bring you into a land, you shall not do. Don't do what the heathen nations do. Neither shall you walk in their ordinances. You shall do my judgments and keep my ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. So he's telling them what to do. All right, you shall keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them, and I am the Lord. Verse 6, let's get there. Here's what you don't do, all right? This is what he's telling his kids not to do. And I'm pretty sure that God today, the same God yesterday, today, would not have us doing these things. We can't say, well, we're not under the law, so we could do these things. No, if God did not want Israel to practice the heathen practices, there was a reason for it then, and there's a reason for it now. So let's take a look. Verse 6, none of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. And when it talks about uncovering the nakedness, it's talking about sexual intercourse or sexual perversion. So you're not supposed to have sex with your cousin, all right? You're not supposed to have sex with your sister, your mother, your brother father okay this is what he's saying none of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness i am the lord the nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother shalt thou not uncover she is your mother thou shalt not uncover her nakedness all right and it's not just looking upon it is an actual perverse act with and we'll show you how this works in just a moment Verse 9, or verse 8, the nakedness of your father's wife shalt thou not uncover. It is your father's nakedness. So the father's nakedness is his wife, okay? Verse 9, the nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father, or daughter of your mother, where, whether she be born at home or born abroad, even their nakedness you shall not uncover. So he's talking about sexual intercourse, sexual perversion within the family, okay? Then it goes on to verse 10, the nakedness of your son's daughter. So your son has a daughter, which would be a granddaughter, right? Or of your daughter's daughter, even their nakedness you shall not uncover, for theirs is thine own nakedness. Don't, don't go in to them. Verse 11. You would think this is common knowledge, right? The nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, begotten of your father. She is your sister. You shall not uncover her nakedness. Don't get in there and do anything evil. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister, your aunt. She is your father's near kinswoman. Don't have sexual intercourse with your aunt. 
There's a problem with this. Verse 13, thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is your mother's near kinswoman. Same thing, verse 14. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. Thou shalt not approach to his wife. She is your aunt. <laughs> okay, verse 15. Thou shalt not uncover your na- or the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. Don't go into your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her nakedness. Verse 16. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. This is your your sister-in-law. Okay? Verse 17. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter. Neither shalt thou take her son's daughter of her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. For they are her near kinswoman. It is wickedness. All right. God said it was wickedness. Verse 18. Neither shall thou take a wife to her sister to vex her, to uncover her nakedness beside the other in her lifetime. So don't take your sister's sister or your wife's sister. You know, you know it's, it's just, this is personal, it's family, it's sexual, and these are laws that were protecting fathers and mothers and don't sleep with your father's mother don't sleep with your mother's father if you're a female blah 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 right it goes in a little bit more intense i don't mean the scriptures are blah 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 we this conversation is moving in that direction anyways verse 19 also thou shalt not approach unto a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is put apart for her uncleanness so don't have sexual intercourse with a woman that's on her period That is wickedness, right? Verse 20, moreover, thou shalt not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife to defile yourself with her. Okay, so don't be like an animal. Don't have sexual intercourse with your neighbor's wife. That's adultery, right? Simple enough. Verse 21, and thou shalt not let any of your seed pass through the fire to Molech, Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God, I am the Lord. So don't let your children be sacrificed to the God, Molech. All right, we get that. Verse 22. You shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. So homosexuality, lesbianism, it's right here. Don't do it. It's an abomination. Goes on in verse 23. Neither shalt thou lie with a beast to defile yourself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. And I don't want to get into it, but I want you to know that women do have sexual intercourse with animals. But he said it's confusion. Don't do it. All right? And men, same thing. We've got to go on. Verse 24 defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. Why would you even have to tell your man, don't go have sex with a sheep. Don't go have sex with a donkey. You know, woman, don't lie down and let a, a, a male animal, you know, you would think that's natural. That's, you know, just kind of the law of God in your spirit. But these are God's laws. He's telling them, defile, verse 24, not ye yourselves in any of these things, 
For in all these, the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. God was watching the heathen nation have all this sexual perversion from within the family, out the family, with animals, sex, men with men, women with women. I mean, it's so sexually depraved, kind of like today, right? But God was saying, don't do it. Why? Here's what I wanted to get to. Why not? It says in verse 25, the land is defiled by these things. He just said it above. Okay. For all, and all these things, the nations are defiled. So the land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it and the land itself, the land itself vomits out her inhabitants. You shall therefore, so the land can't stomach the defilement, the abomination committed, right? So the land, like with Cain, will not produce because it swallowed innocent blood. So in verse 26, you shall therefore keep my statutes, my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation nor any stranger that sojourns among you, none of you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which were before you, and the land is defiled, that the land spoo not you out also when you defile it as it spooed out the nations that were before you. For whoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore, you shall keep my ordinance that you commit not any of these abominable customs which were committed before you and that you defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord your God. So God was saying to the Israeli people, you're going to go and you're going to take the land, but don't do what they have done because what they have done defiled the land. So it has nothing to do with the law of Moses only. It has to do with what God, what the earth cannot stomach. The earth itself will not produce. Famine is coming to our nation. The rich, abundant fields, the cattle a few years ago in Nebraska and that part of the country that was wiped out millions of head of cattle, the food that we're now eating, we don't know what's making it. We don't know what is genetically modified. We don't know what they're mixing together. We don't know the quality of it. What we do know is that there's a lot of cancer, a lot of disease, a lot of diabetes, a lot of sickness. The breadbasket, you know, where we're getting food, where we're importing food, it's now waning. God is bringing judgment on the earth for the abominations that have been committed. Can anybody hear that today? So if you are not one of them, you need to find that land that will produce your food and give you water and health in the environment that God is bringing you to. I'm telling you, this is the word of God, and there's more. There's absolutely more. Um, but I think we get the point. God said that in the book of Revelation that he's going to destroy them who destroy the earth. How is the earth destroyed? How does it languish? How does it groan? How is it defiled by the actions of men? What actions? Well, some of them were just mentioned. All of it has to do primarily with sex. Sexual perversion. That's a reality. That's what God was talking about. 
There are other abominations like abortion. When you shed innocent blood, you saw what happened with Cain and Abel. One man murdered his brother's innocent blood, shed his brother's innocent blood. The earth swallowed that innocent blood and would not produce. We have been shedding innocent blood, 1973, 1983, 93, 2003, 2013, coming up in a year, less than a year, 50 years of shedding innocent blood in America, And we exported that abortion through Planned Parenthood and the taxpayer dollars of the American people around the world for the population control, one world elite government people that are so rebellious against God, who have defied God, defiled his earth, shed innocent blood for their political purposes and agenda, namely money, follow the money. But the fact of the matter, there's got to be a day of accountability The earth that we live on has been languishing under the innocent blood. If the earth swallowed up Abel's innocent blood and would not produce for Cain, well, obviously, and this is where wars come from. We want resources. We want to mine their gold in the Congo, their diamonds, their silver, whatever they have, their rubies. Uh, You know, war is about the superpower nation, America, going into all the earth, being the police, you know, protecting the people, but they got to give the resources. We want your corn. We want your oil. We want your wheat. We want your fertilizer. We want your produce. And we'll go to war to make sure we have it. But listen, the day of accountability is coming to the shores of America. Because today, we promote and we advocate everything that God said was an abomination. We now, America, Christian America, are doing what God said not to do. We are practicing the heathen practices in our nation. And we have allowed our government to promote these heathen practices by law. And we think that somehow God has not seen that, that God has turned a blind eye. We're under a new covenant. It doesn't matter anymore. That is foolishness. That's ridiculous to think that way. We have shed, coming up on 50 years. Now, there's a, that, every 50 years is a jubilee year. So if you want to mark 1972, where it actually was passed into law, in 1973, I think it's interesting that 50 years later in a jubilee year that there's problems with food supply, which means the earth and the supply chain and the production and the quality of production is becoming a problem. We have a problem. And the problem is that we are now being visited by the Lord who has foretold us in, a, in his word that if you do these things as a nation, here's the consequences. It's no different for you than it is for the heathen nation. Before I ever gave you my law, I had already judged the heathen for what they did. They defiled the land, and I visited them. Now, I'm telling you, don't do the same thing, or else you're going to have the same thing. We go, well, that's the law of Moses. That's not really what's being talked about here. This is God judging heathen without his law. Just the fact that they were doing what they were doing, defiling the earth that God created, 
was enough. And he was just telling Israel, don't you do it. And he would tell you and I today, don't do that crazy stuff. Don't commit homosexual acts. Don't commit lesbian acts. Don't turn your body as a transgender from a male to a female. You know why? It's confusion. You don't have to have a psychological destruction with a quack to find out that a man that turns his body into a female is confused. And we have confusion all over this world. A man that has sex with another man is confused. You need to rebuke the spirit of confusion in your life if you've ever been a homosexual, if you've ever practiced homosexuality. Get the spirit of confusion out of your brain, right? That's spiritual deliverance. If you're a woman that loves having sex with women, you are a, uh, a lesbian and you get pleasure with sexual intercourse with other women, you are confused, and what you're doing is abominable. Come on, that's what the Bible says. If you are a son having sex with your mother, you're confused. If you are a son having sex with your sister, uh, you're a brother to a sister, you are confused. If you're having sex with your brother's, your father's brother's wife, your aunt, you are confused. Rebuke the spirit of confusion if you're born again. Such were some of you. Okay, there is mercy. There is forgiveness. Turn to the Lord Jesus and get delivered. Come on. But to practice these things, pornography, you know, that's probably more confusing than anything that a man or a woman sits around watching pornography having sex with themselves. That's a little confusing. That's a little weird. But it's all accepted because we've accepted the heathen practices upon the earth. Really, if you've been been in a pornography, repent. I mean, if you're having sex, I mean, with little boys or little girls, that's confusion. It's confusion. And yet our land is loaded with it. It's loaded with it. There's confusion on the land because of the practices that we've adapted to as once a Christian nation. So I'm just saying that's the word of God. The judgment to the confusion is that God's earth will not produce. Starvation and hunger and famine is here. And it's just interesting to me that it's 50 years, a jubilee. And I believe that God is calling people out of this land and the the systems that control it into the wilderness. See, I believe that. I believe it's time to go out into the wilderness to find God's earth and to not let no man control it. The word don't owe anybody anything. Find God's earth that God will put a hedge around and protect and bless the soil of the seed to produce food, to release water and to have everything we talked about the other day in Genesis chapter 2. I believe it's time, and I believe God's saying, your jubilee, what is jubilee all about? Well, if you read about a jubilee in Leviticus 23, 4, and 5, what jubilee is, namely chapter 25, it's where the people are now free to go from captivity, to go to their own land, to get out of that bondage that they were in. It's a day of accountability. It's a time where God is visiting this nation. You could say America's targeted, but let me tell you who's really targeting it. It's not Russia. It's not Iran. It's not North Korea. It's not China. It's God has targeted the United States for destruction. 
Because he wants to? No. But because we have defiled this land so terribly. We have been so Nimrodian rebellious. We have been so iniquitous and so brazen in the face of a holy God. And look what we do. We promote every filthy, unclean thing that creates depravity and defilement that draws the wrath of God and judgment upon the land. For 50 years, this has been in the making, 50 years. And I believe that God said today, the cords are broken, the seams are torn that held the states together, the Constitution, the binding factor, the cords that held our country was the Constitution, the the Bible, the gospel, these things that were once healthy and promoted unity, It's broken. God said it. The seams of states torn. Now the experience of the consequence of a house divided. From God, first of all, and then from one another within. It's here. How much time do we have left to say it? How many more programs are going to be spoken? We need more information. We need more conversation. What do we just keep repeating it over and over and over and over and over? Well, God wanted things said, and he stretched them out to whoever would have an ear to hear. And you're now getting ready to experience a land without food, without water supply. You're getting ready to see more disease and pestilence on this land. You're going to see chaos, panic. Violence, bloodshed, like you've never seen before, you've only seen previews, it's coming to this earth. And if you're not ahead of it, led by the Holy Spirit to where you need to be because you're comfortable in Sodom and Gomorrah, like Lot's wife, she didn't want to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. Her whole life was there. It was beautiful. And God said, you better get out of there. Well, they left. She turned around, became a pillar of salt. God told them not to look back. And because they were last second, get out with nothing, they went out in the woods and all kinds of crazy stuff happened in the mountains with Lot and his two daughters. A nightmare. But Abraham was in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. And he was moving on in the eternal purpose of God. Folks, I believe this is coming. It's here. It's around us. We're hearing it. Is it? engineered, excuse me, by the hands of man? Absolutely. But who put the thought in their heart? We are learning that God in scripture puts his thought into people's minds to fulfill his will. He told the Assyrian king, I want you to go and bring judgment on Israel. The Assyrian king said, look what I've done. God said, you didn't do it. I put my thought into your heart to fulfill my will. Now I'm going to judge you. a controlled demolition, a controlled engineered demolition. Satan's not doing it outside of God's telling him to do it or putting in the thoughts. Satan is a deceived foe, right? There's no truth in him. There's no light in him. God could put a thought in Satan's heart and Satan will think it's his own. God could put a thought in the global elite, and they think it's their own. God could put 
and then he does, and he is. And everything we see happening right now is God's judgment. It's not the devil. It's not China. It's not Russia. It's not North Korea. It's not Islamic forces. It's not. It's God putting thoughts into minds to fulfill his will because they really believe. It's kind of like that old movie Inception, I think it was called, where you had to labor to plant a thought in someone's mind to fulfill the will. Deep stuff. Even the world understands it. The church ought to understand it because it's written in the word. The world had a movie about inception, planning a thought in someone's deep subconscious, making them think it's their own. Everything is happening by God's will and by God's sovereignty and by God's power, and that is a fact. God is judging the United States of America. The cords are broken. The seams are torn. Now comes the experience. And the question is, where will you be? Where will you be? Are there Goshens? Yes, there are Goshens. What is a Goshen? A Goshen is a place when darkness hits the earth, there is light. When the cattle of the world and the crops of the world are suffering in the judgment of God, there's cattle and there are crops in Goshen. Where is Goshen? It's the place that God selects, the place that God chooses. And what happens when you're living in Goshen? You can't be there unless God puts you there, number one. You cannot live in Goshen because you want to. You live there because God brought it you and he brought you to it but when you're there god protects that goshen that land while the entire egyptian empire was being destroyed their crops their cattle their everything was being destroyed there were goshen goshen is a selected place that you cannot find in your own reason or logic, but is absolutely something that God brings you to because of your love for him that is demonstrated by your obedience to him. God brings you into what he is going to protect. God brings you into safety. God brings you into an ark. God brings you into a chamber and shuts the door. God brings you into a field where you could grow your food, where you could have water. Now, what is that Goshen like? Is it a, it, it's people who love the Lord, who are connected to covenant. They're connected by covenant to an eternal purpose. Your life as a believer is connected, if you're a true believer, is connected to the eternal purpose of God. You are Abrahamic seed. You're the seed of Abraham, Galatians 3. And if you are Abraham's seed because of your faith, then you're walking in covenant with God and you're moving forward into the eternal purpose, which which means God is going to spare you like he did Abraham, even though Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed. God spared Israel even while the Egyptian empire was being destroyed because you move on in the eternal purpose. Why was Israel part of the eternal purpose of God, because locked up within their loins was the Messiah. 
Yeshua was in the loins of Israel. And then 2,000 years ago, he came forth out of that nation, out of the womb of Mary. God is into the details. You as a believer, a singular believer, a bone within a body, are connected to the eternal purpose. And if you're walking like Abraham in faith with God, in the purposes of God, you will be led by the Spirit of God into places of safety. I don't care who the government is. I don't care how much spyware they have. I don't care how much monitoring they do. It doesn't matter. God will wipe them out and protect you. I'm telling you the truth. He will. He's done it before. And the end is revealed from the beginning. And what we're in right now has been before. So what God did then, he'll do now. But you have to be a person of faith. You have to have confidence. You have to know that the Spirit of God is in you. And you have to know that you obey the Lord. And you love God. And you're not what anybody says you are. You are who God says you are. And you do what God tells you to do. That's all that matters. You will be spared. You will be led. Unless, of course, you have a deep desire to be a martyr for Jesus. And you're, you get into a place where you're going to be a martyr. There's a reward for martyrs. But I'm talking about Goshen's and Ark's and Chambers places of refuge. The only way you could really get there is if God opens your mind to it. You may hear, oh, there's a place over there we're going to go to. Well, maybe. But you will never be in the place that God has that will produce food and water and shelter and family and, and God's law governs that land. We're going to Genesis 2 again. You will never be there by logic, by fear. i got to go find a place. No, I've had a vision of a man trying to find safety for his flesh because he played games with God. He knocked on a lighthouse, <clears throat> but they wouldn't let him in. You have to be led by the Spirit, and the only way the reason the Spirit would bring you to a place of safety is because you love God. Not because God loves you. <clears throat> no, it's not because God loves you. God loves everybody. It's because you love God. If you love God, then you obey God's word. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But you're not grievous. It's time. And the question is, have you found the right place? Because when God shuts a door, the Egyptians could have ran into Goshen, right? Let's go to Goshen. There's light there. They couldn't. Let's go to Goshen. They have cattle. They couldn't get there. Let's go to Goshen. They have crops. <clears throat> they couldn't get there. They couldn't get there. The world in the days of Noah couldn't get into the ark. Safety, protection from the flood. They couldn't get there. And there's a lot of people on this earth that aren't going to get there. Underground bunkers for the elite that hate God, they're not going to survive. And if they do, it's only for them to fulfill God's greater purpose because Bible prophecy is going to be fulfilled. There's going to be an unfolding of the book of Revelation. We're already in it. It's already begun, and it's going to continue to unfold. God is going to master the comets, the asteroids, the meteorites. God is in control of all those weapons of mass destruction to hit this earth. And when he's ready, he's going to do it. Believe me. Underground shelters are going to be crushed by comets, asteroids, 
Anyways, this program, this broadcast, this Bible study, this warning, if you're not doing the evil things and you're serving the Lord, you need to start praying right now in tongues. Where am I supposed to be? Has God led me to the place I'm supposed to be? Am I in the right place? Am I in the right place? Do, am I the Genesis chapter 2, Garden of Eden, the home that God put me in? God put the man in the garden. Has God put me? Well, if you're in sin, if you're practicing sin, and you think you're just hanging out among the people that are in the right place, you're going to be the person that's in the wedding, but where's your garment? Oh, you're speechless. Take them hand and foot and cast them into hell. You're not going to get away with anything. Nobody is. But if you're in the right place because God sets you there, uh, God's going to provide food, water, an economy, his righteous law to govern, which is good. It brings health to the navel, marrow to the bones. He's going to give you work to do so you're not going to grow lazy and fat. You're going to do work. You're going to labor. It's going to be good. You're going to tend to what God has given you. You're going to take care of the cows and the chickens and the gardens. and the, You're going to do all the great stuff. To be wonderful for you. Meanwhile, everything outside of that place is just under judgment. Everything outside of that place you're going to be is going to be under judgment, except for those places that God has prepared for his people all over the world. You can't have everybody today come to one place. No, God's got places all over the world, in islands and nations, for those that are seeking him. This isn't just upon America, although there will be a lot of observers in Revelation 18, they're watching going, wow, look at the smoke of her torment going up, the smoke of her burning. People are going to witness the burning of America, not just on 9-11, 2001, when two towers went up in flames. They're going to witness nuclear bombs going off in cities all across this nation. The judgment is here. The soil will be polluted. But if you're in the right place that God puts you in, your soil will not be polluted. The lights are going out everywhere. Your light will not go out. You will be in the right place. Oh, I'm afraid i got to find that place. No, if you have been disobedient to the Lord, you will not find it. And if you do, you'll be exposed and discovered for who and what you really are. And you will be hand and foot cast out into hell outside of that place of safety. And you will be judged. And you're, you're, you will be gathered together, burned, and men will burn you. That's what Jesus said in John 15. So there's no joking around here. There's no kidding around here. And if you don't know what time it is right now, if you're not awake yet, I hope this is waking you up, and you think we're putting fear-mongering, you're a fool. This is what's going on right now, and it is the righteous judgment of God. It is the righteous biblical judgment of God who never changes, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what we have done in this nation against the Lord for 50 years, and even longer, it's time for visitation. That's what I'm getting. It's visit. God's going to visit this nation in judgment. He's not visiting it for, hey, let's have a picnic. He's visiting the nation in judgment. And the people that are fulfilling his will, that think they're doing great, they're going to die very soon. You watch and see. Men and women are going to start dying. I, I don't want to name names right now, but people that think they're controlling stuff, they're going to die. Their satanic covering is coming off. And the righteous sword of the Lord is going to penetrate their hearts, and God is going to pierce their life, and they're going to die. And you're going to see funerals, 
And you can see all these people gathering in Washington, D.C. And then it's Washington, D.C. is going to be taken out so soon right now. But you're going to see a lot of people dead <clears throat> that have done God's work because of the judgment of the participation of the church, believers, lukewarm, compromised. Find it, all of it. God's judging everything. We should, that should be the fear of the Lord to us. We should be fearing God right now, not the people. Care about people. Fear God, because when he kills, now he could cast both body and soul into hell. I don't care how Christianized we think we were. If we die and God casts us into hell, we're done. We're doomed. There's no argument. Well, wait a second. I believed like the Bible. No, you didn't. Obviously, you did something wrong. Something wasn't right with you. Something wasn't right. And your soul, your eternal soul, is going to go into torment? The beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. And fear the Lord is to repent of all evil, to confess all sin. Stop playing games with God. That's the word. I mean, that's just the Bible. That's just the word of God. I don't know. I want to be in the right place, doing the right thing, because I want to be with God. Abraham was just with God. You know, he wasn't like, God, you got to find me an ark, or you got to find me some. No, he was just walking with God, and God led him. And he, because he was led by the Spirit, he was always safe. Abraham lived his full life abundantly blessed without any sorrow or trouble. I mean, he had trouble and sorrow and, you know, bringing about the, the promise to the whole earth that you and I are connected to, the promise that God made to Abraham, you and I who believe in Jesus Christ and Father God and have received the atonement, we're the actual seed of Abraham. We have faith. What a gift. So, uh, i got to stop. I'm going on and on and on. All right. Praise the Lord. If you would like to call into this broadcast today, the number to call is 818-369-0326. I'll put that on the screen right now. If you want to call into the broadcast, there it is on the screen. Let me say good morning to a few of my friends out there today in the chat room. Uh, Phil Buswell, number one today. Phil, good morning to you and Miriam. We love you. God bless you. Sister Laquita, good morning. Now, by the way... I have to put another number up there right now because I always, it's new, so we're learning. I just put a number on the screen. <clears throat> if you need prayer for anything, if you've been convicted by anything you heard this morning, if you need prayer, intercession, you call that number or you text it. There's somebody waiting to talk with you. And if they're already talking to somebody, they will get back with you. Leave a message. Text them. Call that number. It's super important that you do. Charlotte Gotch is with us this morning. Good morning, Charlotte. God bless you. And by the way, everybody on the chat room, you should be coming for the Passover feast. So put it on your calendar, April 14th to the 21st. Come and say hello to the New Wine Ministry family. Megan Cotton is with us today. Good morning, Megan. God bless you and welcome. Cindy is in California. Cindy, the hair is getting way too long. You're taking too long. Get home. Hurry up. And I think your husband would say the same thing. Anyways, Cindy is with us today. God bless you, Cindy. Uh, Kim, all the way from Colorado. Kim Boylan is with us right now. Good morning, Arkansas family. Kisses and hugs. Hey, Kim, how are you? It's been a long time. 
Trust you're doing well. Still remembering that great song. All right. Kim Bowling is with us today. It's all about a wedding. Kevin Hauger, good morning, Pastor B. Good morning, Sir Kevin, my dear brother. I love you. I appreciate you. I value you. Thank you for all you do, Kevin, to help us in this ministry. World of Nobody, Terry, good morning to you, sir. God bless you. Salute while you're out on the road. Joyce is with us this morning. Joyce and Ken and all the family, God bless you. New grandpa, grandma, another new baby. Way to go. Way to go. We love you all so very much and are so glad that we are knit together by the Spirit of the Lord. I see also Carol Page Carey is with us today. Carol, good morning all the way from Virginia. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and behave yourself. I just feel like playing around. All right, Carol, God bless you. Sietta is with us. Good morning, Pastor. Truth is always. Thank you for all you do. Sietta, you are the best. You and Klaus are numero unos. You guys are awesome. Pillars in the church, methinks. I think God's calling you to be. You know how it is. Kim Bowling, amen, Pastor. The laws aren't there for nothing. They still teach us. They certainly do. Kim says, wow, they were meant to restore the land back to a pure state by living by God's statues and ordinances on it. You bet that's the truth. Shirley Wolseley, good morning. Thank you for the word. The truth must be told. Shirley, you and Mike, thinking about you this morning. Don't know what's going on, how you're doing, but trusting you're doing well. God bless you all the way in the state of Texas. We love you. I see also Michelle Henkel is with us today. Good morning, Michelle. God bless you. Terry says, New Age Theology says, because of grace, God doesn't judge till great white throne judgment. I've argued that is a false doctrine. You bet it is, because the word judgment means crises. And if anybody denies there's a crisis on the planet, then they could deny there's judgment. God judges all the time. We judge ourselves so we won't be judged. Right on, Terry. You're right on. Kevin Hauger, I know of properties that I inspect that people bury trash, vehicles, garbage, oil, waste on their properties. I've seen some that have their septic tanks drain into lakes or streams. Yuck. Farmers are out to make money. I can understand that. They use pesticides, not organic, and fertilizers that are petroleum made to help produce more wheat, corn, soybeans. I bet Kevin's got a way to make uh, gardens grow without that. The way he's talking, praise God, Kevin, stick around. Phil Buswell, how many nations, including ours, dump sewage, plastic cups, etc., into our waters, seas, rivers, etc., into our nauseated planet? That's right. It's defiled. It's defiled. And we keep on destroying God's earth, and he's going to destroy those who do. Michelle Hankel says, supply and demand. Of course, farmers want to make money. Sure. Just like inspectors, as humans, we waste so much and take for granted it will always be available. Well, I heard a farmer say, we're not the ones raising the prices. It's the fertilizer and all the other stuff. Kim Bowling says, and old clothes, too, they put into all this stuff. You bet. Michelle Hankel, let's not forget every farmer in America is run by the government. They are told how they can grow right? Melissa Fletcher, Pastor Melissa, all the way. I think she got in here a little bit later, about 9.56. Good morning, church. Good morning, Pastor Melissa. You and Chad are always in our hearts and minds. We bless you in the name of Jesus, all the way from South Dakota. Kevin Hauger, Michelle Henkel, sounds like the COVID shots. Okay. Uh, I'm married to a farmer. It's very real. Way to go, Michelle. Ooh, we need, that's going to be such a valuable thing. Horticulturists, 
farmers, gardeners, folks, we must have our own land selected by God so that it will prosper in the time of famine. My wife, Patricia Joy Xavier, has been saying it for years, we will prosper in the time of famine. It's the word of the Lord, by the way. It's in your Bible. All right, here we go. Terry says, world of nobody, ages 18 to 64, deaths are up 40%, expected to go even higher just this year, vaxxed. Some say, yes, I don't know, but have lost two uncles and niece to it. We heard of a man yesterday, 35 years old, four children, a wife took the vaccination because he needed his job and he was having cardiac arrest. I pray that he's doing well. He's a good Christian man, as we have been told. Let's go on here. I see... <clears throat> Uh, Michelle, Kevin Hunger, no shots here. Amen to that. <clears throat> God bless. We are all fully vaccinated with the JCon vaccination. Amen. The Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Phil Buswell, most people don't have knowledge of meaning of terms like GMO. It means genetically modified organisms. All right. Sandra Matlow. Good morning, Sandra. God bless you. Morning. And your message is amazing. Thank you. Okay. Well, you guys are the messengers. You need to get the message out. We are getting the message, hopefully, from the Word of God and the throne of heaven and by the Spirit of the Lord to get you up and going. you got to get into the right place. This is so important. i got a call coming in from my dear brother and friend, Pastor Jeff Bass. I'm going to take that call right now. Say good morning, Pastor Jeff. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You are on the air, sir. Hey, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Man, I tell you, awesome word straight from the throne room, man. God Thank speaking you, through you, and it's a right now word, and I receive that in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to un- unleash you, brother. You go, Pastor Jeff Bass, 30 miles outside of D.C. Talk to us. What is God saying? What do we need to hear right now? Well, the first thing, I think, I don't know, I don't know if you've talked about this, yesterday, but um, you know that President Biden uh, had his speech, I guess, a couple of days ago, and he actually came out and said that there's going to be a new world order out there, and that this is a quote from him, and we've got to lead it, meaning he's saying that the U.S. has has to lead the new world order, and it just quickened in my spirit. God gave me some, some kind of a bullet points that I believe we, as the body of Christ, have to be aware of. And you were touching on, on, on one of them about the food and the famine, but he gave me some, some Fs. Um, this New World Order thing is definitely true, and it's what the global, globalists and the elites want to do. And it's an attack, I wrote down, on the family, on our food, on our finances, and on our faith. I mean, there's other areas, too, but... Basically, they want to change the way everything is that, that, that we know it, you know, and there has to be, as you've said before, and others have talked about, there has to be, there has to be chaos has, because to them, order comes out of chaos. So the way we as believers see the family, they want to they wanna pervert and twist everything that we believe uh, from uh, here in this area, they're trying to pass legislation. I know nationally you heard about in the um, greater Washington, D.C., northern Virginia area where there was a lot of stuff going on with the school boards and the parents started standing up against all the 
all the craziness that uh, that the school boards were doing um, with the um, uh, what's the word uh, kids who you know guys who were saying that they were uh, uh, girls or whatever, and then there were fights in the bathrooms and attacks, sexual attacks, and so forth. So the pan- and, and it wasn't being reported. So so some parents started going to the school boards, and the school boards started kicking back against it. So now they're trying to pass laws that the parents can't speak against the school boards here in Virginia. So my point is there's an attack on the family through the children. They're trying, as you've heard about what's going on in Florida with the don't say gay bills. That's what they call it. But where uh, the gist of it is where uh, they're trying to pass the legislation in the state of Florida where they can't teach kindergarten, I think through the third grade or whatever about, about sex and so forth at that early age. Well, if you heard ESPN employees did a moment of silence and a protest against that, you know, Disney is trying to kick against it. So I say, I'll let to say there's an attack on the, on the family through the children, through the roles of the family. There's an, there's an attack on the foods, you know, uh, I've got an article here. Uh, I'm just trying to see what it is. Um, is is from Bill Gates recently? He said the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's that's headed up to about nine billion. Then he says, now if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. And then. Uh, I'll go back and unpack that in a minute, but Klaus Schwab, the director of the World Economic Forum, WEF, he said, of course, this is just a rehash of what he said a while back. He says, by 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. And God has been showing me that they're actually trying to implement that. They've already started to do that, and it'll be 2030 before we know it if God doesn't come. But what's going on is... You will own nothing. Think about it. We, you know, if if you check out the prices, people can't afford houses. They're 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 outrageous. Gas. I just read six dollars average now in L.A. area and California. Uh, if you go to try to buy a car, we had a relative. She needed to get another car. Uh, 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 cars. You can't get a, a even a used car under thirty or thirty five thousand dollars. I mean, you know, uh, uh, up-to-date one. So the bottom line is everything is going to where the globalists feel we won't be able to own anything. We won't be able to afford anything, and we'll be happy because they'll be controlling us is their thinking. So my point is what God has given me with these Fs, the family, the the food, the finances, where they're trying to be able to put us on a digital wallet, and the last one, our faith, where – um, I was just reading where the world now, the, uh, the globalists are trying to promote, uh, they call it DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But God gave it to me as Christians. We shouldn't accept that on face value because I look at it as D-I-E, die, because the D is for diversity, the I is inclusion, and the E is equity. And they want us to be uh, diverse from what the Bible says, or there'll be consequences. They want us to be inclusive, but God says marriage is exclusive. 
and they want to uh, push the equity, transgenderism, and everything on us. So those are some areas that God just gave me that we have to be aware of and that we have to pray against and trust God in the family because that's where the attack is coming, the family, the finances, the food, which the famine situation, everything, and our faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet and take a breath and let you go. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You go. It, it just it just kind of plays into the entire scenario. It's everything you're talking about of being under attack, our faith, our spiritual walk with God, our food, our, our the money. And I'm rejoicing in my spirit. And I have to tell you why. Uh, just as you're talking, Pastor Jeff, and rejoicing that so many years ago, God was telling his people, get out of debt. Don't owe anybody anything. Labor to get out of debt. Reduce that debt. Don't be in debt to anything in this world. And, you know, it, it's just a wonderful thing to know that um, people have actually done what God told them to do, and they are out of debt, and they don't owe this world anything. The Word of God in Romans 13 8 says, Oh, no man, nothing but to love one another. And so if you're in debt to this system, it will not go to sleep. It wants its money, right? So... I pray in it that God will supernaturally, suddenly release a microburst of financial prosperity to his people to get out of debt and to get to where God wants them to be. I pray for that right now. I also pray for Carol Carey. She's going in for a left eye surgery um, oh, on, on April 15th. We're going to pray for that. And I'm going to ask uh, the prayer chain, and you should call that prayer chain, uh, by the way, um, Carol, that number that I put up there, the banner for prayer. Uh, let me just put that up there, Pastor Jeff. Don't go anywhere yet. Uh, call that number and okay. get that agreement. I think it'll be very good. And um, also, um, what was happening, Sandra said, I am starting my gardening soon. I was just reading from the Bible this morning about how we can live here if we eat more vegetables, healthier if we eat more vegetables and fruit. I believe we will live longer if we do that. God is so good and gives us things we want if we all believe in him and put our trust in him 100%. I agree with that. Autumn Nichols is with us also, Pastor Jeff. And she says, and the problem with owning nothing and borrowing everything is noted in Proverbs 22.7, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Absolutely true. Way to go, Autumn. Kim Boyling, DEI. I work at Amazon, and every morning at our stand-up meetings, my supervisor gives us a DEI tip. Interesting. Go ahead, Pastor Jeff. Let's continue on. Well, I just want to add to that. I know you just read that that uh, uh, message from Kim Bowling. I With that DEI stuff, I was looking, just looking online about a, uh, I won't name the car dealership, you know, certain name brands. I was just checking out cars, and on their on their site, there was the drop-down box, you know, about the careers and about this and that, and it had our, our DEI program. And so I, I, I started checking other places like Coca-Cola, and we would be – a lot of people would be surprised how many corporations have already bought into this. You know, and, and it's like Kim said, you know, they're, uh, they're teaching it, Teaching that is going on. We have to be careful and be taught in our schools. I just I just had another article where a school in Austin, Texas, I read where I think I don't know what grade it was, fourth, fifth grade or whatever, but the parents didn't know that school had the all the kids doing a 
a gay pride parade marching in the school building with the with the gay flag, uh, pride flags and so forth and so on and everything. And for those who say, well, you know, you hate you're hating us. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying biblically, we know that that lifestyle is wrong. But I think it's just as wrong that if I choose not to have my my child or you choose to have your child not to be a part of that, then we should have a right to that as opposed to the school forcing this or sneakily having our kids exposed to stuff that we have no say in. That's what gets me. And what I want to add, what what I had – well, go ahead, and then I just wanted to follow up on – what uh, what I said about what 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 Biden has said about the New World Order. I'm sorry. Go okay, ahead. I just want just a quick interjection right now um, to something you said, and you know, for clarification, the Bible in the New Testament tells me and all who read it that we are to hate what is evil. I think we have every right to hate what God hates, and God said He hates what's happening to these little children. He hates these abominations. And if the church would hate what God hates and allow his divine hatred for what is evil and wicked that destroys men's soul, maybe the church would be a, get a little bit more skin, uh, get a little bit more tougher. We've got to stop uh, politicizing or tolerating the, the narrative of, oh, we're not haters because they're threatening us of being haters. We do hate what is evil, and we are supposed to. That's just a quick interjection, Pastor Jeff. Amen. No, you're absolutely right. That's why I believe God kind of, you know, I always say God has a sense of humor to an extent. That's why when I said uh, the world uses that D-E-I, they, they do it that way, D-E-I, but God showed me D-I-E, because I will spiritually die if I buy into eat what the world is trying to force feed down me and uh, and everything. So so I don't I don't buy that package. But talking about the New World Order thing, uh, there was a 2015 speech. So for people to think that, that this New World Order is something that's just now, I mean, it's it's been like you could go back to the 80s with the first Bush and so forth. But, but from a 2015 speech from the Malaysian prime minister, he says quickly, he said in a speech, basically it's about having a world government. We should abolish all states, all nations, all borders but fully one world government, and that world government is to be by certain people, elites, people who are very rich, very intelligent, very powerful in many ways. They are the ones who will govern the world. There was not much talk about democracy or choice of leaders. Instead, there was to be a government by these elites who will impose their rules on everyone in this world. And for those who are unwilling to submit to them, there will be punishment. And the peace we will get from this is the peace of the graveyard because the intention is to reduce the number of people in this world. Let me parenthetically interject, depopulation. At the time when the New World Order was enunciated, the population of this world was only 3 billion. The intention, he said, was to reduce it to 1 billion. Now the population of the world is 7 billion. This was in 2015, he said. He said, closing, there will be a need to kill many billions of people. This is, this is a direct quote from the speech from the Malaysian prime minister in 2015. Wow. 
That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing information. And what, when you were starting to read that, I was thinking, well, this is what God said today, that the cords are broken, the seams yeah. are torn, and you that just confirmed that in their mind they've done it. And so the pandemic, the COVID-19 debacle, the vaccinations, the shots, all of that stuff that they did was for the purpose of having the ability to kill more people now, not just what we went through. And so they are reducing the population, war, food crises, all of it, and we're now broken. God said this morning, it's done. The cords are broken. The seams are torn. This is amazing. What a confirmation. Please continue on. Um, I talk with my hands. I threw my the, pen everywhere. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, well, it's I'll amazing. Tell you when you go about you talking with your hands. But anyway, uh, the last couple of things I have here, uh, this is from Hal Turner. This was just breaking this morning. It says there was, uh, the Russian government has announced the issuance of an arrest warrant for billionaire George Soros, the main promoter of the war in Ukraine. Almost simultaneously, China publicly declared Soros to be a global terrorist. They said it's a developing story. Keep checking back. Wow. So that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's good to me, good to watch because scripturally, you know, everything that's hidden, uh, God will expose. I think you were talking about exposure either today or, or, or recently. So, you know, uh, scripture tells us in Psalms 37, fret not thyself for evildoers, for soon they will be cut down like the grass. So, again, it's encouragement for us. We don't know how that's going to go. But we just keep praying. We keep doing what we do and watch God do what he does is what I would say about that. And the last thing I have is also from Half Turner News that said this morning, breaking news, the U.S. Selective Service System tweeted in the event of a military draft. And he says, young Americans just got a very rude wake-up call from the U.S. Selective Service System today. They tweeted from their official account saying in the event of a draft, yes, you read that correctly, in the event of a draft, meaning a military draft for what? Then he has question marks. World War III, perhaps? Ukraine, Russia, NATO, perhaps? Here's the actual tweet. Young Amer- uh, it says, uh, in the event of a draft, our agency would partner with at FEMA to provide opportunities to conscientious objectors to ensure our nation keeps moving forward, learn more about alternative service, and they give you uh, the website uh, regarding that. And then that article closes. says, now most folks instantly wondered why they chose to tweet this today. Uh, men between the ages of 18 and 25 inclusive must register for the draft. However, the U.S. does have provisions that allow for those up to the age of 54 years of age to be drafted if they have certain needed skills or experience. If more men, it says the U.S. military uses a lottery system to select workers and those between 18, uh, ages of 18 and 25 inclusive, they're the ones that are drafted first. If a draft was authorized by the U.S. Congress and the president, a lottery based on birthdays would occur, and those who turned 20 during that year would be the first inducted. If more men were required, the the lottery would start with those aged 21 and continue in order with those aged 22 23, 24, 25, 19, and finally 18 years old. 
Wow. Absolutely amazing information. Hold on one second, Pastor Jeff, before we comment on that. I've got a call coming in uh, from the road. I want to take this call. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Yeah, Pastor, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you good. Good. Hey, and, and, and blessings to Pastor Jeff and his family. Uh, this is Bill. Hey, Pastor, here's some food for thought, and I love what Pastor Jeff's been talking about. Here's some food for thought. The, the congressional, um, uh, uh, you know, caucus, you know, let's call them a caucus or a, a congress, I guess, which is a, a, a troop of baboons, you know what I'm saying? The, the bloodsuckers, the politicians, the multiple bloodsuckers up there, they voted themselves a 20% raise, right? But they also voted to give Ukraine $14.5 billion of U.S. taxpayer money. Now, now let's put this in perspective, Pastor. Fourteen point five billion. Now, it only it takes it takes one thousand million to make one billion. Now, now to put that in perspective, we've got about three hundred and fifty million people in the United States. That's man, woman, child, illegal alien, and 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 probably some extraterrestrial aliens. Okay, <laughs> I mean we've got about three hundred and fifty million, right? So if you gave every man, woman, and child in America $2 million, I'm talking to people in the retirement home, in the senior citizen home, the brand-new one-day-old baby. You give everybody $2 million, you still got $300 million out of $1 billion. So you can go ahead and give Ukraine $14.3 billion and call it even, but give each one of us two million dollars and let's stimulate the economy that the, the corruption is so deep every single one of those politicians that voted in favor of giving ukraine any money whatsoever needs to be hung from the highest tree tarred and feathered and hung that's all i got to say pastor you guys be blessed okay all right, Pastor Jeff, we're talking about tar feathering and hanging now, but it, there's a little bit of truth. There's a lot of truth to that, that um, there are people right here at home that could use a little help along the way. But Joe Biden and his son, I think, did sit on the oil companies of Ukraine. I think there was some presidential corruption going on there. Your thoughts, and we've got to get ready to roll. So I'm going to give you the final words, Pastor Jeff, please. Well, amen. Well, um, kind of tying into what, uh, Bill just said there on, on that article where I was reading about Bill Gates, what he said in Klaus Schwab, that, I was reading from an article by Dave Hodges, and he was talking about that how Klaus Schwab is, is one of the prominent leaders uh, or the prominent trainers of our world leaders. And what I'm saying is I'm closing by saying we, we've got to trust God. That doesn't mean that we don't – so please hear me, everyone. I'm not saying – don't vote, don't do stuff like that, but we have to seek the Lord because it, <laughs> it's so much corruption that you don't know who's who. And, and, and God is saying, put your, do not put your trust in a man or a woman to get you out of what Pastor Vincent has already so eloquently articulated today, the, the, the abominations and everything that has gone on. It's only going to be... Uh, the deliverer, and his name is Jesus. God has got to get us out of this because uh, 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 um, uh, Hodges gave the list of people who uh, Klaus Schwab 
who says by 2030 we'll own nothing and we'll love it, who's one of the globalists, listen to this. These are the people he's trained. I can't read the whole thing for time constraints. Number one, and I didn't write this, Hodges did, so don't get mad with me. Number one, Ivanka Trump. Number two, Pete Buttigieg. Number three, Tulsi Gabbard. Number four, Tom Cotton. Five, Emmanuel Macron, president of France. Vladimir Putin of Russia. The prime minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Zhu Yai, uh, uh, the deputy director of China. Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal. Zuckerberg, Facebook. Chad Hurley, co-founder and CEO of YouTube. And Josh Silverman, CEO of Skype. They're all in on it. They've all been trained. They know what's going on, like with the diversity, equity, and inclusion. Companies are already – this has been going on for years, and they're in on it. So when I talk to people say, well, vote for a Democrat, I said, never. Vote for a Republican. No, well, a lot of them are crooked too. So you, I'm, it's Jesus, man. That's the only, thing, only one that can turn this because so many people have drunk the Kool-Aid and taken the money. Who do you trust? And so I only trust the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's who I put my hope in, and and him alone, the solid rock on which I stand. Everything Amen. else is just thinking sand. That's it for me. Ah, I love it. Pastor Jeff Fast, thank you for that information. People need to re-listen to what was said by that Malaysian president in his speech again and again and again. This broadcast needs to be heard again. Thanks for sharing what you did, brother. God bless you. Pastor Jeff Bass. God bless you, my brother. All right. Very, very good. So we've come to the end of our time today. Tomorrow, I believe I'm going uh, to give a call to my dear friend and brother in the Lord, uh, Brother Don. And Don is going to be spending some time talking about some other things that we need to be hearing. I think the spirit of the Lord, I know the spirit of the Lord had his way today. So I'm going to leave it right there. God bless everybody. Have a super day. Wherever you are, be praying in tongues. Holy Spirit, get me to the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. Shalom. And God bless. We'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.